the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah. What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? I don't know why. Where's my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. And I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Yeah. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. You had surgery, major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the, in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How can I know these things? One thing about you, you are real. <laughs> Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande Provein den kishta agosta alova kalamande le pronte legista I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Lord will touch you wherever you are I pray that the sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kia se. Mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia. La clariosto fradeike le kishta avuka talamande. Laisti constelesta in glory fantelino. Mevretita atuva kashuka pravedia amande. 
Langa tita labra de liga oka pavake tila mandele pronde vikate. Zila kusha mevrafia azufeke. Kinkarabasonte lekeya azuke prade kista amandele kushta. Pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare. Makusha arade dia azaka talabante. Monde le kashte iza azuva. Meria azuka dalamande karabatoshte. Kapro soto lomande le keshta azuka ramande. Mavo, mavo, mavo. I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change that people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God, to be a shield for your family, to be a defender of your family. Let it be so now in Jesus' mighty name. When the Lord Jesus was announced to be the savior of the world, he was only a young boy. Now you notice what happened to David is happening to Jesus. David is announced to be king, a shepherd boy. Jesus is called the good shepherd. But Jesus is called a good shepherd before he has any cattle. And David is not, is, he does not have his own sheep. He's looking after his own father's sheep. But the same God is anointing both people when they are not yet what they are supposed to be. You may not look like where you're going right now. It may not seem like you are where you're supposed to be. But I'm here to tell you, you are in the right place at the right time Hallelujah. with the right anointing. And at the proper time, you shall be lifted up and God will show what he was doing in the... Sit, 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 sit. Learn to be secretive. 
Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Learn to be what? Secretive. secretive. Unless you're secretive, God can never confide in you. Will you tell somebody a secret that talks too much? No. Will you plan something with somebody that announces to everybody? No. So why do you think God is going to do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From today, let your actions tell people what you're doing. Amen. I receive. When they see boom, they say, ah, when were you working on this? You say, ah, I've been working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been going on. Yeah. Become secretive. So I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him go and he was looking for something like one or two. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? I saw an interesting thing. I saw, I think, 6300. When I got to this place, I saw an address like 8111. The angel told me, walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a pay view or something like that. But, huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D and R and an N, but I don't. I'm seeing a company that has like an IS something. I can't see the whole thing, but I'm seeing like an I and S, something entertainment. It's a very strange word. I used to have a business called IPA Entertainment, so it's I S. <laughs> God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I'm here with the great men of God. I have with the great men. The prophet, E.J. Baminda Newton. <laughs> I love prophet E.J. My brother, prophet E.J. is here. And the major, and the major, major, major bishop, the superstar, who is covering his head like a Jewish man. He doesn't want you to see silky, beautiful head. He will shine. <laughs> ah, the shining is deep. My son Richard Johnson, the apostle, is here with us. So I thank God for everybody that is on, and we are going to do part two of what we started yesterday. It's going to be so much, and it's going to be too much. I don't know how many series God will allow me to have. I don't know how far God will push it, but, uh, you know. So I'm praying that each and every one of you will be in the realm of the Spirit 
and you be in the realm of the spirit with us so that you may learn what God has specially set apart just for you. So I want everybody to be ready. I want everybody to share this. I want everybody uh, to let somebody know and let somebody know and let somebody know that Prophet Lovi is live and we are going to learn some things today. So I'm going to give you some time. I want you to share. If you have shared, I want you to say, Papa, I've shared and, uh, and we'll move on. Uh, I, I welcome everybody on YouTube. I welcome everybody on, uh, on Periscope and Facebook, the OG and the genesis of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see people's comments. And then uh, I just want to ask if you, if you remember, what did you learn yesterday? Even you guys, we can, we can go with them. I can give Bishop a, a second. Uh, Prophet, what did you learn? My son Maluk is here, and the pastor, Pastor Rewell is here also, <laughs> a.k.a. the guru, a.k.a. Claudius <laughs> is here. Uh, and uh, so... Well, I don't think they can hear you. Move. You can move. You can move. move you can move close. Yes. Yeah, I was saying, if you don't live, if you are, you don't abide in the spirit realm, you can never go in the spirit. Yes, exactly. That is true. And also that um, there is a place that God used to speak that mm-hmm. is you're not supposed to be in that place, and there is a new place that He is. Yes, that's deep. Uh, you are listening. You are paying attention. You are paying attention. Uh, you, sir. Uh, once again, yeah. Mm-hmm. The more time you cannot grow mm-hmm. outside, I think um, you were you were mm-hmm. teaching. We mm-hmm. were expecting to grow outside mm-hmm. of the spiritual realm. Yes, you cannot grow in the spirit unless you spend time. Yes, um, and that's an important part of, mm-hmm. of your process. You cannot grow in the spirit unless you spend time in prayer in the spirit. Yes, deep, deep, deep. Papa, you have something to comment. Papa the prophets. <laughs> no, not me. I'm not Papa. Um, uh-huh. Just the same thing he said because yesterday mm. I was actually in a, in a in a I was in a meeting and you I called you mm. <laughs> for a second. Yeah, uh-huh. And I I think the only part I heard was when you were speaking about the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And mm. um. And I know you've already mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. said this, but. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous to be where God used to be and dwell where God used to dwell. Yes. The house where God used to be. Yes. Yes. Because those people can actually derail you from where God is actually now. Yes. And they can bring you back from where, pull you out of where God is. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Down to their level. Yes. You have to be in the present with God. You have to always be in the present of God, with God, not in God's yesterday. Uh, but in the present with with the Lord Jesus. That is extra deep. That is uh, too much deep. In fact, you are spirit. So uh, I want to talk about part two today. And uh, I hope everybody is ready because this is going to be too much. So I was meditating. Now, again, what I'm teaching you is what made Prophet Lovi become Prophet Lovi. This is what made me become me. And if you look and you watch and you say, Lord Jesus, I want to be like that man. Now, my desire is not for you to be like me. 
My desire is for you to do better and greater than me. God has just used me as somebody to raise a standard so that you can start from that standard, not beneath it, but from it. So when it's all said and done, you are meant to do greater exploits than Prophet Lovi. Joshua went further than Moses, even though Moses started it. That is always the goal. If you want to know somebody that desires your growth in the spirit, their desire is to make you better than them, not to make you under them. That is why I never look for sons or daughters. If you know you are assigned to me, it's because God has sent you so that you can be greater than me. The Lord Jesus said, greater works shall you do. So if somebody is, you're going to somebody, they're supposed to allow you, you know, they're supposed to allow you to become greater than them. Because if Jesus' statement was that you would do greater, you would do even greater miracles. It means that if I leave this world, or if you leave this world, and you go back home, and nobody in the world has outdone you, you failed. If somebody does what you're doing, you've still failed. People need to do better and more than you. So if you want to know somebody is truly a man of God, this will always be their desire. That is why for me, uh, I never feel the pressure to pretend. It's because I know what God has given me. And I know whoever will listen to me, it's because God has sent them to listen to me. So God is opening me up to give you things that allowed me to get to where I am so that you can go further than me. That is the point. A true father wants his children established so that he doesn't work. The day that I don't have to do prophetic service, my son, the apostle Richard, can just stand and kill prophecy and revelation. Ha! Mm. Ah, I can go on vacation. <laughs> I can live a normal life. Yeah. My fasting will be reduced. You know what I mean? Yeah. And always remember this. If you've seen a man do something, you can do it also mm. and better. Yeah. Never be intimidated. They are just human beings. The Bible says, and the man Elijah Meaning he was just a man. Mm. Doesn't say the spirit. The man Elijah. He was just a man. So I pray for everybody right now. That God will elevate you to a place. That you do greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Our goal as children of God must always be one goal, to do better than the Lord Jesus. Yeah. So if you're a man of God, you're not striving to pass the level that Jesus did. You are failed. Mm. Because he said, greater work shall you do. So in my assignment as a prophet, I want to be a better prophet than the Lord because he gave room for me to be better. I don't want to be just like him because that's not the goal. Mm. The goal is to be more than him because he is in me. He already did the work. Now he's inside of me. So the work doesn't need to be done anymore. I need to take from where he is. So I'm supposed to be better. 
you're doing so good. That's so good. So, thank you for the encouragement, sir. <laughs> so, my goal in my heart is for everybody that is watching to do greater works. If you ever see a powerful man of God, but he's the only powerful man of God, he is not a man of God. Come on. That's good. People always say, if you want to know a fake man of God, it's not in what they say. It's in who they raise. Because remember, fruit of the spirit, or, or fruits, an example, Adam and Eve eat the fruit. The Lord comes and asks them, Adam, where are you? He said, I am hiding because I am naked. He said, who told you you are naked? Meaning the fruit was words. So the fruit you are eating from determines the kind of tree you become. You cannot eat cactus and expect to be a mango. Because a cactus has no seeds. But a mango has a seed. So if you eat of it, you can also plant it. So the key is this now. If you ever see a man of God, and I'm, and I'm saying it with boldness, I don't care who's watching if he's a man of God. And if you're a man of God and you're not doing this, this is God correcting you. Yeah. And Come I'm on. correcting you as a prophet. Come on. You see, the problem is when I start speaking in my spirit, mm. I, I get angry yes. <laughs> because it's God speaking. Not yeah. because I'm upset, but there is a, there's a holy righteous anger that comes up. Yeah. If you are a man of God, if you are a man of God, or you call yourself a man of God, and you're not raising people, you have failed the Lord. Mm-hmm. You have failed the Lord. Big time. It's not about saving souls. It's about raising souls. Oh, wow. Wow. The Lord Jesus said, preach the word to them, and whoever believes shall be saved. The apostles went not only preached the word, imparted the Holy Spirit, made disciples. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, made, make disciples of men. How many disciples have you made? I love Prophet Dennis because Prophet Dennis is a true father of the faith. The Bible says God is the God of our fathers, meaning that you can have one spiritual father, but there are many mentors who are also fathers. Prophet Dennis is a true father. From the first time I spoke to him, he started giving me information, saying, you can do this, you can do this. That's how a true man of God is. Mm-hmm. A true man of God is generous with information because they know the goal is to raise somebody. To save somebody is not to give them temporary aid, mm-hmm. but is to make them sufficient to build other people also. If you are not doing this, you are a man of God. You are a fake man of God. Yes, come on. Repent and get right and start raising people. Mm. How, why is God making me talk like this? I don't know. You know, Go this is it. not what I was going to teach. Go for it. But this is really the Lord Jesus speaking. Go for it. You have failed. You have failed. You have failed. You have failed. Raise people. Raise people. Jesus is coming soon. How will people be saved if you are the only one? This is not a one-man show. The Lord Jesus came and took 12 before he was even known and taught them. Then you see, after a little bit, Jesus no longer cast out devils. It was the 12 
that were casting out devils. Mm. That if they could not, then he came to Jesus. And that happened one time. So and the Bible says, and Jesus went into Samaria and healed all of them. It was not just him praying. The apostles were praying also. Mm. But they became an extension of him. Mm. So if the Lord Jesus is understanding that he needs co-laborers, not servants. If you're making your spiritual children servants, you are wrong. The Bible says the secrets of the house are not for servants. They are for the children. Come on. That is why in this kingdom of God, we have spiritual children. So you can pour your heart and teach them. But if your father just sends you left, right, right, but you never really learn anything that pushes you up, they're not a father. So when people read the book of Matthew, when Jesus is saying, call no man father, they don't read the whole thing. The Lord Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, you are teaching these people things that you yourself are not doing. You guys are hypocrites. Then he looked at them, he said, therefore... Call no man father. He was not talking about everybody. He was pointing to the fathers that were pretending to be their fathers. He said, when you see these people, call no man father. Because they are teaching you things that them themselves are not doing. So people read that verse out of context and they say there's no spiritual fathers. Yo. You're doing amazing. Thank you, sir. So when people don't read the whole, just tell, whenever somebody raises that, tell them, read the whole chapter. Mm. You see a few verses, Jesus is rebuking them. Tell them, how can you guys give people, say, oh, you cannot uh, uh, eat on the Sabbath. Or you cannot, what is it called, not eat. Feed your animals on the Sabbath. You cannot do that. But them in the background, they are doing it. Mm. They are saying the house of God is a house of prayer. They have shops in the church. So when people read that, they say, no, spiritual father, God is my only father. Yet God is saying, I am the God of your fathers. You will never know God except from a father. It's impossible. If God is identifying himself to Moses and saying, Moses, I am. Moses said, "Uh uh-uh, God, I don't know what I am is. Now you have to understand why God told Moses, I am. When he appeared to Moses, he told him, I am the God of your fathers. And he spoke to him. He said, Lord, when I go, who should I tell them sent me? But what you're missing is that Moses had already been shown the beginning. Mm. Mm. Remember Moses is the one who wrote Genesis. Yes. This, in this passage, you don't see Moses requesting to see God's face. Because when he encountered God, God showed him I am. Remember, the name of God attributes to what he's doing. Mm. If you meet Jehovah Jireh, it means you have met the provider. So when he's telling him I am that I am, what is he telling him? He's showing him the beginning, that I exist for myself by myself, and I created all things. Then he said, but Lord, these people will not understand. (laughs) He said, tell them the God of Jacob, the God of 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 Abraham has sent you Mm. because that they will grasp because they never saw the beginning. I feel like I'm on my by myself. So any man of God that is not raising people, listen, I know for a fact, I know for a fact what God has already given me and what I have left behind, generations to come will benefit from my teachings. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
because they are ahead of its time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They are ahead of its time. I know that for a fact. I know for a fact that what God has already given me, I know what the Lord Jesus has given me. Not that it's unique, but what he has given me. What God gives you will be different from me. Because if he gives us the same thing, we cannot benefit people. Because there are different kinds of people that need different things because their assignments are different. So I know in my assignment, I've left things that if the Lord was to ever call me home, there are people, the ministry of Prophet Lovey will continue by who, whoever will have access to my resources will grow. Because I only teach one thing. I teach how people to meet Jesus. Listen, I'm very gifted. God gifted me in miracles. God gifted me in prophecy. God gifted me with a lot of things. But notice, I love to teach more than anything. Because I know if you don't teach somebody, you have not raised them. Mm. You're good. You're good. So it's not, it's not about me prophesying to you. I can prophesy to you. It will be powerful. It will be great. It will be excellent. But it will not raise you. It will change our situation, but it will not change you. God wants to change us, not just situations. Situations are secondary. I hope somebody is hearing me. Hallelujah. Are you ready? So I'm challenging everybody right now that is listening to me. Raise people. This is for men of God. Raise people. Raise people. Stop these games. Huh? Am I? I'm trying. I'm under the spirit now. Because the true evidence of love is by making somebody better. It's not by them just shouting amen. I receive it. It means nothing. Yeah. Unless you're changed. Yeah, you, you said something earlier. You said when you teach people, when you, when you prophesy, sometimes you change the temporary situation. But when you teach people, you raise them up. Yes. And when you said that, it reminded me of Jesus learning things from the Father. Yes. And then you read later in the scripture, it says, he has now raised him far above every other name. Mm. And then earlier it says, one of the, the, the qualities of a good father, of a good man, mm-hmm. is that he's able to raise people that will go farther than him. Yes. So God took Jesus, taught him, mm-hmm. and then raised him above every other name, including the name of God. Mm. Mm. And now the Bible is now telling us, we we're learning from the from our father from a, the, the name above every other name and now jesus is saying you do you have to do greater than i have done so now as so we're learning from jesus he is taking us raised us even above the name of god and now we're supposed to go above his name yes it's true 
It's true. Listen, it's, uh, it's too much. Are, are, are people say ready? When I said that. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I say something? Yeah, Go ahead. Let us begin. <laughs> 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 Let's start Romans chapter 1 verse 9. Today I don't need my Bible. Yes. Romans chapter one one uh, nine. Yes. For God is for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, mm -hmm. that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayer. Read it again. For God is my witness. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit. Whom I serve with what? My spirit. So you cannot serve God unless you're serving Him with your spirit. Mm -hmm. Whom I serve with my spirit, not with my heart, not with my strength, not with my power, but with my spirit. So you serve God with your spirit. You don't serve God because you love people. You don't serve God because you are generous, you are so loving. You serve God with your spirit. And what does it say? With my spirit in the gospel of his son. In the gospel of his son. Uh -huh. That without ceasing, I make mention of you always. So, so how can he pray without ceasing making mention? So is Paul walking around every day saying, Father, I pray for the Romans. Look, Father, I pray for the Galatians. God, Father, I may pray for this one. Lord, I pray for this one. But he's saying, with my spirit, I am doing it without ceasing. Mm. <laughs> There's a latency there. I got it right after. <laughs> yeah, loaded. <laughs> Yo. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Is somebody catching? <laughs> because you cannot pray without your spirit. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Read it one more time. <laughs> Are you okay, sir? Always, always, always have to touch it. <laughs> Make sure you're still here. <laughs> For God is my witness. God is his witness. So where is God witnessing this? Where is God? In the spirit. In the spirit. Wow. Remember, the Bible says, for we have an intercessor mm. who is before God. Mm. Mm. But that intercessor is the Lord Jesus mm. yes. in spirit in heaven. Mm. So Paul is also saying, me, I have not stopped making, making mention of you. And I pray without ceasing. So he's also in the spirit because it's only in the spirit. You can do that without ceasing. Hey. Here, if you have to go eat McDonald's, you've stopped praying. <laughs> yeah, right, ah. right, right. When you have to go drink water, you have to focus on water. <laughs> huh. But your spirit can keep doing something if you know how to do it. Hey! hey. hey. All right. <laughs> now we get it. Ah. All right. Now, somebody's not catching this. No, no, I'm going to ask right now. How do you do it, Papa? Uh, we, we're getting there. <laughs> Okay, I want to show you something. Go to Second uh, Kings chapter five, verse twenty-six. Five twenty-six. 
Second Kings 5.26. So people think intercessory is about but then you see Prophet Lovi coming, touching somebody that has been in witchcraft for a long time. Pop! Out! Never come back, it's done. Huh? How is he doing this? Oh, okay. Right, 526. Yes. Uh And he said to him, Went not my heart with you Uh when the man turned again from his chariot to meet you? Uh huh. Now, notice now, notice now. Hmm. So, you know the story, right? Elisha's servant. This one says, this version says, It's supposed to be his spirit. Oh, okay. So, that's why I asked you the last time. It's King James. It's King James. (laughs) What year? <laughs> because they, you know, the, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm joking. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking with you. Okay, I'm going Listen, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. You're good. I'm joking. Now look at this. So, Elisha is with his servant. Let me explain this so that you know. You understand this. And when we talk about this, it will make sense for yes. you. Elisha is with his servant. And his servant, he sent his servant to go do something. But his servant did some, you know. <laughs> so Elisha tells him. You see, Prophet Dennis is saying there are sometimes you can even sleep, yet your spirit is still interceding. It's true. Mm. Now look at this. Catch this. Elijah is sending his servant. His servant is coming to give him a report. So Elisha is questioning him, telling him, did my spirit not go with you? The guy thought he left Elijah at home. Mm. He thought he left Elisha at home. Yeah. But Elisha is questioning him, telling him, sir, didn't my spirit go with you? Mm. Read it, read it. <laughs> he says, didn't you know I was with you in spirit yeah. when that man stepped down from the chariot to greet you? <gasps> he was in the house. Elisha is in the house. But when his servant is meeting somebody, bringing him in, coming off the chariot, he say, ah, my spirit was with you. I saw him coming up and notice he's giving details. Mm-hmm. I saw him coming off the chariot yeah. when he was greeting you and doing all these things. Yeah. I was standing right there. But his servant could not see him because he was in his spirit. Wow. Yeah. I always tell my sons, there are times I go to service. And, I would, uh, and, and uh, my son Claudius has witnessed this many, many times. I'll tell him, hey, so-and-so will be in church today. They will be sitting on the right side. So-and-so will be sitting on the left. Because I already went to church. Mm. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm giving. I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think people are capturing this. No, you don't. Oh, you don't. You're doing great. Read it one more time. Mm-hmm. It says, but uh, Elisha asked him. Oh, I got a different version. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Even King James uh, is fine. It's a joke. Don't you realize that I was there in spirit mm-hmm. when Naaman stepped down from his chariot to meet you? Mm-hmm. Um, is this the time to receive money and clothing? Our uh. grows, vineyards, sheep, cattle. Mm-hmm. Male and female servants. Can you can you read it louder so the people online can benefit? <laughs> One more Sorry. time. Start again. Um. 
But Elisha, Elisha asked him, uh -huh. don't you realize that I was there in spirit? Don't you realize? Huh? <laughs> so the spiritual world is realized. Yeah. Yes. Wow. No, somebody's wow. not catching. Don't you no, 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 you're not catching it. So you don't experience the spiritual world because you don't know. You're not conscious of it. Yeah. So is it that your eyes open or is it that your you awareness? Now you know. No. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, yeah, the guys didn't catch it. Somebody did not catch it. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, spirit. Oh my wow. He is a spirit. <laughs> Preaching in past days, he's uh, in here. Uh, <laughs> you understand, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> You'll be uh, my old guy. You understand? So, are you catching this? Yeah. So, it is your awareness. Yes. Mm. Because let me tell you the truth. The Lord Jesus said this. He said. May the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Mm. So what opens is not the spiritual eyes. Because your spirit has never slept, has never slumbered. <laughs> somebody is not catching it. So when somebody is saying, open my spiritual words, eyes, you need the word of God. Mm. Because it is your understanding that gives you access. You don't, ex you don't experience your spirit, man. You, are not, you don't experience the spirit, man, unless you're aware of the spirit, man. It is your, okay, let me give you an example. When you pay attention to something, you notice details about it. Yes. If you see something in passing, you will not truly know it. Is that not true? Yes, yeah. that's true. So if you're conscious or your antennas of the spirit are alert, you are paying attention to the spirit. Mm. You will not miss what God is saying. Yes. Uh, wow. Because you are aware. Your eyes are opened. Okay, an example when you're driving. I always use this example. When you're driving and you're looking for a location and things like that. What do you say? And somebody, you call somebody, you say, hey, I, don't know, uh, I don't know how to get here. They say, when you see the green gate, the house is on the... You say, yeah, yeah, I see, I see. Right. You didn't see it physically. You saw it in your mind. Yeah. Because your mind was enlightened. Your awareness mm. was enlightened. Mm. Now you are conscious of it, so you know what you're looking for. Yes. Mm. The reason why you don't see in the spirit is you don't know what you're looking for. Mm. Seek and you will find, but what are you seeking? Mm. Knock and the door shall be opened for you, but where is the door? Wow. Mm. Ask and you shall receive, but what are you asking? You know, the problem is this. God has given us grace to be so ahead of time that people are going to start jacking our messages and they will teach it. <laughs> Don't try this at home. You may hurt people. You may hurt people instead of... <laughs> I receive it. God, oh God. <laughs> Listen, there are people, this is the sad part. 
some people who even write books, mm. yet they have mm. no experience. Mm. Oh. Do you know how many people have seen prophetic book, and you see there's nothing prophetic about anything? Yeah. Yes. A true prophet dwells in the realm of the spirit. Yes. A prophet is an is like an intercessor. Is a is not not only an intercessor. Is the mediator mm. between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. Mm. Prophetic people are not mediators of the spiritual realm and the physical realm. They are people who are aware of the spiritual realm. Mm. But a true prophet, a true prophet dwells between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. So he is able to interpret and bring mysteries of the spiritual realm to somebody that is just flesh. Mm. So somebody who is not able to bring spiritual things and make them digestible mm. is not really a prophet. Mm. Because the duty of an oracle, because the word prophet is also interpreted as oracle, mm -hmm. an oracle explains to you what is happening in the spirit in a way you can understand. Mm -hmm. So somebody who can't do that is not a prophet, even if they have a prophetic gift. Mm -hmm. Because the point of a prophet, a prophet is a revelator. Mm -hmm. What does revelation mean? You are showing something that already exists but people cannot see. Mm -hmm. Revealing, yes. not creating. Yes. Mm -hmm. I am revealing what is already there. <laughs> I am not inventing. Wow. I am showing you what is beyond your jurisdiction mm. so that you can enter into it. Mm. That is why you find the prophets of old were full of scriptures. They wrote the Bible. That's right. I love Prophet Dennis because Prophet Dennis writes books. Sometimes I even tell him, Prophet, send me some new manuals. He will send me stuff. My own papa also. Write books 24-7. Mm -hmm. True prophets are, are people that are always releasing content mm. for people to enter into the spiritual realm, to realize, to the point that the Lord Jesus said, I am telling you of earthly things. If I tell you heavenly things, if earthly things are confusing you, how can I tell you heavenly things, which is what I came to do? Mm. That is why you find every time the Lord Jesus taught you, he would say the kingdom of God is like a tree. Is the kingdom of God a tree? Mm. But he knew these people go to trees all the time. Let me find a way to speak to them. Mm. Wow. 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 You're doing good. Wow. You see, Prophet Dennis knows. Look at what he wrote. <laughs> he knows. Prophet, you are, you are revealing my secret, Papa. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is, a prophet is the intermediary. Yes. Between the spirit and the physical. Okay. Let me explain it like this. Yeah. A teacher. Yeah. What is he coming to teach? The established word. Yes. He's not coming to teach you what is not in the word. Mm -hmm. A pastor comes to make sure you can do the word. Mm -hmm. An apostle makes sure that the house you are in is good enough mm. for you to be able to be raised yeah. to do what is written. An evangelist brings you to the right house. A prophet is the teacher of the university. He is the one that is teaching you things now that are fresh from the spiritual realm. Mm. But because the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist and the apostle have done their job, mm. 
it's easier for him to come and teach you and take you to that next level. Mm. If you're in the wrong church, a prophet will never be beneficial to you mm. because you won't understand him. That is why a lot of people, will, they will see me prophesying, they will write it like this. They will write, they will say, oh, the Bible is complete. There are no more prophets or prophets don't exist because their house is wrong and the teaching they received is wrong. So they don't know there's something beyond. Mm. So when they see you manifesting things of the spirit, their first inkling is that it's fake, it's not possible. Mm. But if they were really taught this book, e Elisha is just showing you that he left his body to tell his servant, I saw when the guy came out of the chariot and he offered money that I rejected and you took the money. Is this yes. the time to take these things? Mm. He's describing details of the event. That's right. So when they see Prophet Lovi coming to tell you, your name is this, you live in this address. Four months when your son was in your womb, you almost lost him because you saw blood coming out. Mm -hmm. They said this is fake arranged because they don't know. They mm. never ate. Because if you've eaten this the right way, your expectation for that is open. So when a prophet comes, you will be excited. Mm. Yes, yes. Come on. Because you know it's graduation day. Yes. <laughs> because the one who anoints, anointing, the anointing, the act of anointing is graduation. Mm. You are being promoted. Mm. You can never be promoted unless you are anointed. But the one who promotes you is not the pastor. He's actually a prophet. Mm. That is why every time somebody was appointed to something, it was the prophet that came to anoint, not the priest. Wow. Mm. I'm just trying to help somebody. So, <laughs> let us revive verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that scripture that says, the, it says the word of the Lord is like a two-edged sword. Yeah. That separates uh -huh. soul and spirit. It's and as, you, as you're talking about this, uh -huh. I'm taking to where in Revelation, you're saying, Jesus, the testament of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. And he sent the word. Yes. And he's the word. Yeah. And this word is coming and is declaring to us, mm. Jesus is the word. Yes. He's the spirit of prophecy. Yes. So now, I'm now connecting the two and realizing that this two-edged sword is the intermediary between yeah. the soul and the spirit. This yes. two-edged sword is the prophecy. No, no, but, th but that's, what it, that's what it's saying. Listen, it's saying it has the ability yeah. to separate, that's right. to separate spirit from soul like born tomorrow. Now you have to understand this. Now you have to think about that. What is the thing that is holding two joints? The, 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 if, if it's separating born tomorrow and things like that. Meaning what makes your joint be together? What is making it move? There is something in between there. The yes. Yeah. But if you don't know that there is another thing in between, you will think that your strongest part is your leg and your thigh. Mm. But the thing in between the knee is, the, is holding it together. So when he's saying that the word of God is a double-edged sword, mm. he's saying that <laughs> when you receive somebody that can separate the two, Woo. so you see it and you know it, mm. wow. your life is changed. Ah. Because the walk and the, of the spirit and the soul, even though they be similar, they are not the same. Ah. Like we were talking, we were talking, somebody said, the Lord spoke to me loudly. I said, no, 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 no. God has never been loud. Mm. Mm. There is a difference between audible and loud. Mm. 
Audible just means that you are able to hear it. You gotta say that again. <laughs> the audible voice of God is not, I am God. No. Mm. Audible voice of God, it means that you are, can hear it. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can you make the TV audible? Meaning, where I can hear it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. But it's not loud. It's audible. That's right. mm. So if somebody is looking for, I am God. Uh, there's nothing like that. God is audible, but he's not loud. That is why the Bible says, in a still, small voice. It is still, and it sounds small. When people say, I want to hear God clearer, it means one thing. It's not God that is not clear. It's your ability to hear that you need to clean your ears. Mm. Yeah. Your soul needs to be tuned. You're missing it, not because it's not loud. God's volume has always been the same. He's not going to start shouting because of a man. Mm. Remember the Bible says, and his voice causes mountains to melt. Mm. So if God actually speaks loudly, another whole universe will be made. So God is, (laughs) if he says, I am, ah, (laughs) things will get into motion. (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Let's go back. Let's go back. So good. So good. No. Now capture this. Capture this. Capture this and capture this well. The Lord was speaking to me upstairs. This will come as a shock for people. I'm going to start giving you points so that we actually go somewhere because now we are just enjoying, (laughs) you know, (laughs) which is good. (laughs) No, it's still not free range, but it's like the spirit. But now I want to give tools that can raise somebody. Wow. Let's go to the Bible real quick. Go to, um, go to Isaiah. Chapter 44, verse 24. Get that one. And prophet, could you go to, uh, go to Genesis chapter number 2? Genesis chapter number 2. And you will go to verse... Uh... Let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Catch this. Let me see. And I believe it's verse. Verse 19. Now you read from 18 to 19. So I want you to read. Yours first, and then you read Genesis chapter number two, verse eighteen to nineteen. Okay, okay start, 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 uh, Apostle Isaiah forty-four, mm-hmm. twenty-four. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer, and and He that formed you from the womb, I am the Lord that makes all things, that stretches forth the heavens alone, mm-hmm. that spreads abroad the earth by myself. One to one more time. 
Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, and he that formed you from the womb. So underlined formed. Read yours, <coughs> prophet. And the Lord God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Mm -hmm. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field mm -hmm. and every fowl of the air mm -hmm. and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Okay. What, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, mm -hmm. that was the name thereof. Deep. I'm going to give you one more. Mm. Uh. Read verse 7. I want to show you. I'm trying to bring the yeah, same chapter. Verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into him, into his nostrils, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Read yours again and then you read yours again. Start. Uh -huh. Thus says the Lord, your uh -huh. Redeemer. And he that formed you from the womb. Mm -hmm. He that formed you from the womb. Okay. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Mm. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Mm. And man became a living soul. Now capture this. Capture this and hear very well. The Lord spoke to me. The reason why. Now the first thing that you need to grow in the spirit is the word of God. This the word of God. I'm going to tell you the importance, the importance yeah. of the word of God. Are you ready? Yes. The Bible is saying, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the earth. And you're reading God is saying, I am the God who formed you in your mother's womb. Okay. Now I'm going to give you another verse to read. Remember those two. I want you to keep them in the mind and then this will make sense. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. Remember God formed man in his mother's womb and Adam was formed from the dust of the earth. Yeah. Okay. Is it 115? Yes. Galatians 115. Mm. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Notice this. He was separated from what? From when? His mother's womb. So he, he already existed before his mother's womb. Are you reading that? Read it again. <laughs> but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. <laughs> I'm trying to teach something here. <laughs> but he who had set me apart before I was born. That's what it's saying. Yeah. Before I was born. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, I'll read this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Not I know you, I knew you. Mm -hmm. Before I formed you in the womb. Before I formed, formed you. you. I knew you. So the Lord spoke to me and he told me this. He told me this. The reason why you need the word of God is because your soul and your body were not created by the word. They were formed by the word. Mm. I want you to think about it. Yeah. Your spirit 
was created by the word. The word, when it was released, you were created. But for your body and soul, the word did not cause it to come to be. The word formed it, mm. took things and formed it. So inside your soul, there is no DNA of the word. Inside your flesh, there is no word. The word only exists in your spirit. That is why you need to renew your mind. Mm. So you can catch up. So you can catch up with the spirit. So if your spirit, your spirit, this, this Bible we read does not benefit your spirit. Mm. I'm just being honest. Mm. The, the Bible says, yes. How am I teaching things that I've... I've the, this scripture is beneficial for your soul. That's why the Bible says, renew your mind by the reading of the word. It does not say renew your spirit. Mm. The spirit is born again. Mm. So, so the word of God does not benefit your spirit, man. Mm -hmm. It benefits your soul. And your soul benefits your flesh. Mm. Is this making sense? Yes. Is, is this making sense? Yes. Because if man, if God knew you before you were formed, it means that you were not created when you were formed. If he was ordained a prophet before he was in his womb, it means that he's already, <laughs> let me say this, this, this is something that God is telling me. This is something that God told me when I was, I was, I was listening to him. Listen to this carefully. Let me just say it. We count birthdays the wrong way before I say what God told me. Really, nobody knows our birthday. Because remember, we count birthdays from the time you came out of your mother. But when you are conceived, we don't count from that. It's an estimation. You are about, by how the baby looks, it's about this month's old. Right? But your birthday is not when you were even entered your mother because you existed before you were in your mother. Because we existed in our Didn't we exist in our father? Remember, these are the things that God used to form. Yes, right. But I'm talking about your spirit. Before even flesh existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, am, I, am I messing people up? Ah, so if somebody, if somebody now, you have to understand what old means. Mm. When you say I am one year old, I am two year old, what you're saying is I am not what I was yesterday. Mm. Right? Mm. But if you are two years old, how old is your spirit? Mm. Because your spirit was created. Right? It was yes. created. Now, your spirit has not changed. Your spirit has never changed. Your spirit is the same how it was yesterday, the way it is today, and the way it will always be. Mm. Your spirit does not change. 
Angel Michael is not older than he is when he, was in, he appeared in, to some few people in the Bible. He's the same age. So the only man who actually was formed and his physical appearance matched his spiritual appearance was Adam. Hey. Hey. Kazi Kawaya. You're too much. Because Adam was not a child. He was fully grown. But the problem is because in that time, they never calculated time like we do now because the aging was different because Adam did not age mm -hmm. until he sinned. Mm -hmm. As long as you're in your purpose, you don't age. You don't become old. When you're outside your purpose, it means that you're not how you were like yesterday. Mm. But your spirit man has never changed. He's the same person inside a vehicle that is aging. I don't know if it's making sense. I'm trying to go somewhere, but I'm afraid to say. Now, the problem is, God is telling Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. People say, oh, he knew you in his heart. No, people who say that, they have never been to the eternal realm. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They have no clue what they're talking about. If Jesus is crucified from the foundations of the earth, when did the crucifixion happen? No, in an eternal now, because mm. that realm has no time. Mm. So now the problem is, if your soul is not tuned into your spirit, because it is your spirit that communes with God, you will not know who you really are and what you are sent to do. So your spirit will be dormant. So you need the word of God because what the word of God does is it empowers your soul to be in sync with your spirit. Mm. The Bible says, and the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance what I spoke to you. But I never met Jesus in this lifetime. He walked as a human being more than 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. How is the Holy Spirit bringing to my remembrance? When did he talk to me? It means that I'm not remembering because I am living in my soul. I have not entered in my spirit. When I'm teaching some of these things that seem like, ah, some people obviously will understand. Some people kind of know. Some people don't really know. Is because of the memory of where I came from. This is my assignment. That's why it comes out of me so natural. Because it's in my spirit. I don't have to search for it. People who think I read a lot of books, you know, the people around me know that I don't. The Lord explained to me something. Now this one is going to be interesting. Let me show you a verse that will shock you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ah, this one is about to be deep. Okay, now look at this. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7. Ecclesiastic 12.7. Then shall the dust return to the earth. As loud as you as can, Bishop. Okay. Uh, read it. Then the dust mm -hmm. returns to the earth as it was. Uh -huh. And the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Mm -hmm. Vanities of vanities. Okay, okay. Just, just that verse. Just that verse. Uh -huh. okay. Read it again. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. The, the body will return to the dust as, right. it was. as it was. As it was. And the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Now my question is this. This is what the Lord told me. So every human being that dies, where does their spirit go? Back to God. So what goes to hell? Ah, you guys are... Come on, what goes to hell? The soul goes to hell. That is why the Bible says that the souls and their souls were cast into outer darkness. The only thing that goes to hell is the soul. Why is the soul in hell? And why can't God hear the people souls in hell in terms of respond to them? It's because the link, you know, and the Bible says when people die, it's too late. It's because what makes you connect to God is the fact that his spirit is in you. Mm. So whatever you are doing is hearing you. Mm. The moment the spirit leaves and goes back to him, your spirit is damned into hell, he's disconnected from you. Mm. Mm. So the biggest torment of hell is not fire. It is that you are separated from God. Hey. Hey. Ah. So even though, even though the Bible is saying, even in hell, there you are also. But the people in hell cry in agony knowing they will never come out. Why is there no hope? Because hope comes from the spirit. Uh, the connection between them and God is no longer there. Uh, because the spirit that was in them, that made them alive, went back and became part of God again. Hey. But when a believer dies, their spirit and their soul go to God. Because the man's, man is a, is, a, is a tripod being. He exists in three different dimensions. The consciousness of man is in the soul because the soul is the connection between the physical world and the spiritual world. Mm. So when God formed man, he breathed into man the spirit and the soul appeared mm -hmm. because the soul was not created, it was formed. Mm. Wow. So even though each part of you is actually eternal, it was never created for destruction. But God can never allow his spirit to be tormented in hell because the spirit is part of him. The soul is not. Mm. So his spirit can never be in the fire because God is not going to any fire. So the spirit will go back to whom gave it. So God took a part of him and formed it and made you. But the moment that you don't live in the, in the spirit, he takes back the spirit. The body shuts down because what makes the body be animate is not the soul, it is the spirit. So when people read that God breathed into man the spirit of life, the breath of life and man became alive, they don't understand that the word breath 
or spirit is ruach, meaning breath. Meaning God took spirit and put it into man and man became alive. What makes every living thing alive is the spirit. That is why the Bible says that all things declare your glory. Because in each and everything, God is in it. That's why it's alive. He is the God of the living. That is why it says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Jesus said, if you will not worship me, even the stones will worship me. Because everything is actually alive. That's why he became a living soul. Yes. So he became alive. Yes. He became animate. But the moment that the spirit is taken, mm. the soul also, what connects it to the body is also gone. So the body, everything falls apart. The body falls apart. The soul remains naked. And the spirit is gone. Now, my question is this. How can the soul burn if it's an invisible substance? So it's not really invisible. Mm. It's material. Because remember, the house of the spirit is the soul. And the house of the soul is the body. So when life is taken out of the soul, the soul can no longer make other things alive. Everything falls apart. So the secret to why the people in hell no matter how they cry, God will never do anything or God cannot hear them is because his spirit is not in them. And we are not talking about now what a lot of people who have not studied or are not scholars of the word of God will not understand this. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I will show you something. I will show you something that is going to help understand what I'm saying now. Chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. My favorite book, this, this book, God used to teach me a lot of things. And you're going to go to verse, uh, hold on, verse, uh, okay, Let me, I'll, I'll read it myself, I got it. First Corinthians chapter 2, huh. let's start from verse 9. Are you ready? Listen to what he says. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man, the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God hath revealed, meaning it already exists, but now it's being revealed, unto us by his spirit. So the first spirit is actually right, capital S. But the second spirit is wrong. It should be small s. Watch this. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, meaning even the deep things of God. Now, there will be a contradiction here unless you actually know the Greek wording. Mm -hmm. Go to verse 11. Verse 11 will, will make you understand. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? So you see here it's a small s. Yes, yes. Saying nobody knows, <laughs> nobody knows the things of a man, save the spirit of the man 
which is in him. So your spirit knows what is going on with you because your spirit is in you. Right? Even so. Even so. So therefore, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit, capital S perfectly, of God. Now if the spirit of God knows the things of God, why would it search God? He doesn't need to search God because he is God. So he doesn't need to search his thought. He knows his thoughts. That's right. So it would be a small Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So if the spirit searches all things, notice he did not say the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the grammar. <laughs> the spirit searches all things. The reason why I was teaching my sons how to prophesy the other day, I was, I was, uh, I was showing them some, some things and I was telling them, some things you discern in your spirit to know what is going on with a person, then God will give you more details. Not everything God is going to tell you. There are things you use your spirit to discern. Then after you discern it, then you hear from God what is the solution. And there are times that God will tell you what is going on and the solution. That is why some people by accident, they prophesy and then they can't do it again. Is that making sense? So when you know how to discern, the Bible says, the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. Meaning somebody who is mature in the prophetic, they have control of their spirit. Mm. Like Elisha said, didn't my spirit go with you? Mm. Meaning they can control their spirit. So I am able to do what I do. Prophet is able to do what he does because we have control of our spirit. I don't know if somebody is catching this. So the spirit, is it making sense? Yo, the spirit is subject. If you're subject, if I'm the king, I can make you subject. I can, I can make you do good things. things. Yes, a hundred percent. Spirit of the prophet. Now I can make my spirit. Okay, go do this. Yes. Mm. If I want to prophesy, you see, people who don't understand the prophetic, they don't understand when we say, "I am about to prophesy to you." Some people who are not spirit. They say that is arrogance. What if God doesn't want to talk? It's because they don't control their spirit. Mm. That is why a person can be full of the Holy Spirit and not prophesy. Mm. How many people do we have in church that are full of the Holy Spirit, yeah. truthfully? Mm. They can't prophesy. They can do prophetic declaration. And God shall bless you. God shall open doors for you. Mm. Even though weeping may endure for a night, yeah. you shall cry no more. Yeah. God will fight for you. But they will never say, you live in this area. This is what happened on Tuesday night at 2 o'clock. Anybody can say, anybody can say <laughs> that it's going to rain. Yeah. But prophecy is to say, when the rain will happen, what time and for how long? Mm. That is prophecy. Yay. To say it's going to rain, it's obvious. Mm. <laughs> the rain will fall. Yeah. Ah. Wow. Uh, That's so good. good. You're too much. That's so When we describe people's house, what it looks like, the door, and things like that. Mm. <laughs> that is why prophesying is difficult, because it, you need to master your spirit. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, even that. <laughs> you need to master. <laughs> when the Lord Jesus, when I, would have, when I would have my first encounters with the Lord, something would happen to me physically. And I remember, I mean, I, Claudius, I think you were there. I would get sick, not because I have a disease or anything, but the presence of God would put my physical body in like shock. Because what would happen was, I would experience things in my body that are not happening in the place that I'm in. So an example is, I may feel wind, I may feel cold, I may feel hot, I may feel fire, but these are not things that are happening in the physical realm. But my body is reacting to these things continually. That now my body experienced, like you know when you travel a lot and you experience change of weather. Every time after I ministered, I'll be in covers like this. Yes. Uh, even on a hot day, it will be, and remember those days was like it was in the summer. Like 105, 110 degrees. And I am like cold, shivering in covers. Shivering in covers. And my father told me something. He said, you need to master your spirit. So what I started to do now was starting to build up my physical body to be able to contain that experience. So it started becoming normal. That is why when the presence of God comes, many people fall down uncontrollably because they have no mastery of their spirit and their body has not built up the strength to stand in the presence of God. That is why you find the high priests used to prepare one priest a year that will go into the presence of God. How are they preparing him to be able to stand before God? These are mysteries. Yeah, so in case to make sure, are you alive? Okay, he moves, they say, okay, he's alive, he's okay. Yes. How do you prepare your body or how do you strengthen your body? That's what we are starting to work on. We'll get there. So when you see people all the time, it's not their fault. They just don't have mastery of their spirit. So their physical body is is reacting to something that it doesn't understand how to handle. So you see... But you notice the person that who is containing the anointing is not shaking. Yet that thing that he carries in him is making another person shake. (laughs) So the first thing that somebody needs to have. You can never have mastery of the spirit before you have mastery of the soul. That is the servant of the spirit. So unless you renew your mind, your mind will not be able to aid your spirit in what God wants it to do. Because your spirit needs the soul to do the work it needs in this world. Because the soul is the one that controls the flesh. That is why demons don't possess corpses. They don't possess dead bodies because there is no soul in that body and the body is not animate. Mm. So they have no point in being in an empty body. I was speaking with Prophet and I told him, you know, some of the things and myths people have built up even concerning cemeteries is actually lies. Mm. 
Oh, in the graveyard, there are a lot of evil spirits. It's a lie. Demons have no business with the dead because they cannot do anything with their body. They want to take people to hell. <laughs> so they are not seeking. <laughs> there are certain things. There are certain things if we talk about people who think that we think about it. A body is a spirit is looking for a house. A demon is looking for a house, which is the body. But if the house is not functioning, the demon has no point in being in it. Because he has a purpose that he's trying to carry out. So he's not trying to be in a corpse. He wants a soul that will control a body. So if the body is dead, the demons are not, they have no time in the graveyard. You'll find them in bars, you'll find them in people. Not in the graveyard. That is why the Lord Jesus told the man, let the dead bury the dead. There is nothing going on there. <laughs> Somebody is not catching what I'm saying. I don't know if somebody's catching this. I don't know if somebody's catching this. So what makes the body alive? Okay, let me ask you a question. I don't know how to say this because I'm trying to find the way to say it. I want to show you how spiritual God is. How deep God is. Do you know why people never believed Jesus resurrected? Because When you pierced, when he was crucified, and he was pierced on the side, water and blood drained out. Jesus bled out. He had no blood when he resurrected. There was no blood in his vein, but he was alive. <laughs> you don't need blood to be alive. You need the spirit. You know, I, I, you know, there are some things that we have. Have you ever seen a dead spirit? So why do we say people are spiritually dead? There's no such thing. <laughs> what is a spiritually dead person? There's no such thing. There's no spiritually dead. In the spirit, there's no death. What people don't understand is this. Let, let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you. The Bible says this. And death and the grave and the seas will give up its dead. 
So death is actually a location. And death is actually a being. If you read like people like Mama Mary Kay Baxter who saw hell, they saw it being like, looked like a man laying on his back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should share these things. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I really, f you know, my, my desire is to bring somebody up. It's not a theological argument because whatever I say, trust me, is biblical. There's nowhere you see in the Bible that it says you are spiritually dead. The reason why you need to be born again. Adam was not the son of God. He was a creation of God. Because Adam was created by God. He was not birthed by God. Jesus is called the son of God because he's the first one that God birthed, not created. That is why the Lord Jesus said you need to be born again. And, and Paul says, all things have passed away. Behold now new things. Your spirit now, when you get born again, is birthed the same way the Lord Jesus was birthed into the physical dimension, by the Holy Spirit. Mm. That is why we can call God Father. Before that, nobody can call God Father. We call him God. But when he births you, he says, you are my seed. The word seed there in Greek is sperma. You came out of me. Now we are his children. He's obligated to us. Before that, he was not obligated to anybody. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. When God told Adam, the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Now you have to know what surely means. He did not say, if you eat of this tree, you will die. Surely die means eventually you will die. Because death has now entered you. You will be consumed. It did not mean when you eat the fruit, you die. He said, on the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. When the Lord Jesus was on the cross, he looked at the, at the, at the, at, at the guy, I think he was on his right. Was it on his right? And told him, he said, Lord, when you enter your kingdom, don't forget me. And he said, Father, he told him, tonight you shall surely dine with me in paradise. But when Jesus died, he did not go to paradise. He went to hell first, mm. delivered people. Then eventually he was in paradise. Hey. Then they resurrected. Hey. Hey. Mm. Look, Kasa, you're too much. <laughs> 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 hey. Wow. Mm. Yes. No, 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 no. There are two things. You don't need to fall, but you need to perceive the presence of God. There's a difference. Mm. Spiritual sensitivity will make you feel God. Mm. There are people who you stand in front of them and they, there's, not, there's no reaction inside of them. Mm. 
that recognizing that God is there, they just get touched. And there are people who actually feel the presence of God. Even though it may not pull them, it may not make them fall, but they perceive God is there. The reason why people dishonor men of God a lot is because they have no way of perceiving the Holy Spirit in them. They cannot perceive the presence of God in them, so they disrespect them. Ananias and Sapphira knew that Peter was a man of God, but they never perceived the Holy Spirit. So when he spoke to them, they were trying to lie to him as a man, and he told them, don't you know you are trying to lie to the Holy Spirit? But I thought it was you, Peter, speaking. He said, no, it's not me. It is no longer how you lives. But they could not recognize it because they undermined him. They thought he was Brother Peter. They did not know he's Apostle Peter. Ah. That is what the Bible says. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, Never call a pastor, never call an evangelist, never call them by their name. Mm. If you want to receive what they carry. Because when you approach a man of God and say, prophet, and he is really a prophet, you are invoking God, not him, because the office belongs to God. Mm. Come on. It does not belong to him. You are invoking the God who put him in that office. So there is already a, a reward that comes with calling the man of God by what God calls him. Wow. So if you truly know that the God inside this person has the ability to bless you, has the ability to even curse you. Oh yes. Let me tell you, the worst thing is to be cursed by God. If you're cursed by the devil, we can break it. If God says you, (laughs) no one can deliver you from it. Only God himself can. No prayers will save you. Only God himself can. Let me show you an example to show you how dangerous it is. Let's go to the Bible. <laughs> you know me, I like to put people in scripture so that nobody, right. nobody has anything to say. <laughs> uh, go to John 10, 20. Mm-hmm. Are you there? Okay, read it. John 10, 20. Mm-hmm. And many of them said, he has a devil mm-hmm. and is mad. Why hear you him? Mm-hmm. Others said, these are not the words of him that, have a, that has a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Mm-hmm. And it was in Jerusalem, the feast of dedication. Mm-hmm. And it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple of Solomon's porch. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Now look at that. They called Jesus that he was possessed, right? That's right. Go to Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 3. Actually, no, Matthew chapter, yeah, Mark chapter 3, verse 28 to 29. So Mark. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Verily I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven to the son, to the son of men, mm-hmm. and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. Mm-hmm. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. has n- has never for- oh, mm-hmm. right. has mm-hmm. never forgiveness, mm-hmm. but in is in danger of eternal damnation. Okay, read the second thing. Because that's one. Okay. Uh, in the next verse. Okay, because they said. He has an unclean spirit. Mm-hmm. 
Th no, read that. You have to read it all to that next verse, verse 29. Oh. Okay, uh, no, read from 28 to 29. Okay. Right. And then read 30 also. And then read that. Mm -hmm. Verily I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven to the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. Mm -hmm. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. has never forgiveness but in but is in danger of eternal damnation. Why is he in danger in eternal damnation? Because the they said he has an unclean spirit. So how do you blaspheme the Holy Spirit? When you look at a man of God, you say he the the miracles he's performing is is from the devil. Yeah. He is fake. Wow. You are blaspheming against the Holy Spirit because this is the work of the Holy Spirit. So people think blaspheming against the Holy Spirit is to say or to insult the Holy Spirit. You cannot insult a spirit because it needs to manifest. So when the Holy Spirit manifests through prophet or through prophet love you or through anybody, and you go and say, this one, they are being fake, and it is the Holy Spirit, now you are becoming in danger of eternal damnation. Be careful, people. You know people just read that, they don't read the whole thing. I don't know why people don't read everything. It's dangerous. Do you know how many people that I've had to plead before God to spare them? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous, I'm telling you. Now listen to me clearly, everybody. Make sure that you read the word of God. The Bible says, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit and their eyes were opened. So if their eyes were opened, did Adam and Eve walk with closed eyes? <laughs> Meaning Adam and Eve never used physical eyes until they sinned. Their eyes were, their physical eyes were opened and they could no longer see through the eyes of the spirit because the physical material world took them over. The Bible does not say, and their spiritual eyes shut and their physical eyes open. It just says, and their eyes were opened. So your perception, when you read the word of God, what you're doing is you begin to shut physical eyes and you no longer see the world through physical eyes. You begin to see through the eyes of the spirit. So the first step, Ooh. I just get, says, we're not moved by what we see. Yeah, we don't we move, don't by, move by what we see. see. We don't, it says, we move by the spirit of faith. Yes, yeah. it says we don't move by sight, by, by faith. E. Yes, sight kills you. We're e. moving with the eyes shut. Yes, mm. but people I. think faith is taking a chance. Mm. No, mm. faith is doing what the word of God has spoken or what God has spoken to you to do. There's no leap of faith unless God speaks. Wow. Leap of faith is I'm taking a chance. Mm. Because there's no leap of faith. Faith is just faith. Because if you even have a mustard seed faith, you can move a mountain. There's no measure of faith. No, there is a measure of faith because there is big faith and small, small faith. faith. But, but even, even small, small faith, faith can move a mountain. So if, you're, no, so if you're in faith, you never miss the mark. Mm. 
So you don't take a leap. Build a discipline that you become a doer of the word, mm. not just a hearer of the word. Mm. A doer of the word, not a hearer of the word. Become somebody who does what the word of God says. Not just somebody who hears it and says amen and shouts glory and does nothing. Make time. A praying believer who does not have the word of God is like having a gun with no bullets. Because what makes your prayer spiritual is your awareness of spiritual things. Not just speaking words. If you read Matthew chapter number 6, you will understand that God is not impressed by many words. He's impressed by what can touch his heart. And what can touch his heart is in the scriptures. So there's a lot of times we waste in prayer, thinking that God is listening, thinking that God will react and God will not, because there are prayers in the flesh. But God wants prayers in the spirit. Because if you are to worship him, if you are to seek him, you don't seek him in the flesh, you seek him in the spiritual realm. That's why he says, if you seek me, you will find me, if you seek me with all your heart. But how is all your heart seeking him? It means that you committed yourself to something because he says God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But where are you seeking him? Because his location is in the spiritual realm, not in the physical realm. So the word of God begins to bring the separation between knowing what is spiritual and what is carnal. What is spiritual and what is carnal. When you hear, like I, I promise you, there's a lot of songs people think it's worship, it's not. Because they have never been intimate with God. They don't know. Uh, when I was teaching prophetic school, I explained this. I said that uh, what makes you, uh, when I buy flowers or when you buy flowers for your wife, and you go and give it to her. Do you enjoy flowers? Okay. <laughs> we don't read. The truth is no man cares about flowers. It's the way it makes your spouse feel that makes you enjoy it because of the reaction you get by her reaction. But we don't really get the point of it. So I don't need to love roses for me to buy her roses. You don't need to love roses for you to buy her roses. You just need to love her. So when you're giving worship to God, it's not about you loving the song. It's about him loving it because it's about him. It's not about you. So when people are only singing, this song moves me, then you, it is about you. When you become spiritual, you're no longer in feelings. You walk with, you operate with the knowing, not feelings. Because feelings is still sight. I feel like I'm not strong. Doesn't mean you're not strong. So you become a true worshiper when it's no longer about feelings, it's about him. Some, sometimes you go to church and they have all, listen, I'm all about more people being in church, 100%. 
actually people who talk about uh, big churches are people that we know that they are, they are hurt. They don't understand why their own is not growing. It's really the truth. Yeah, the Bible says the mark of a true leader is the amount flock. of people that follow him. The flock. That's why I never talk down a man of God that actually people follow. It means yeah. he's offering something yeah. that you're not. Wow. So, how, how will I put it, Daddy Kazi? So, in short, <laughs> read the word of God. I wanted to say something, but I will avoid it. Read the word of God. Spend time reading the word of God. Pick a chapter. Pick a book. Commit to it. Even if you don't understand it, read. Because the Bible says this. It says, the entrance of thy word giveth light, not the understanding. Mm. So as long as you're reading, light is already entering you. Mm. Then when light continues to increase, then understanding begins to come. Uh. But people stop when the understanding did not come. They say, I don't understand. They give up. But the Bible is saying, the entrance of thy word giveth light. So it is in the entrance, not in the understanding. Wow. <laughs> the understanding catches up. Yeah. So grab your Bible, become committed. Say, you know what, I'm going to start with Matthew. I'm going to read the whole of Matthew. Grab John, I'm going to read the whole of John. Okay, I'm going to read Genesis. I'm going to read the whole of Genesis. Uh, I'm going to read, the more you read, the more the word enters you, the more light. Because remember, Jesus is the true light that has come into the world. Mm. So when you read a certain scripture, you are receiving a part of Jesus. So the more you read, you get a full arm. You get a full leg. You get another leg. You get another. Then you get the mind of Christ. Because the mind of Christ is not a matter of prayer. It's a, it's a mindset. So you can't... I pray that I have the mind of Christ. There's no prayer for a mind of Christ. Mm. It doesn't work like that. Because remember, his words, remember, the mind is made of thoughts and thoughts are made of words. So the more the word of God is in you, your decision, your reaction is the word. You have the mind of Christ. It's not some woo-woo thing. Every spiritual thing can be learned mm. and every spiritual thing can be practiced and every spiritual thing can be mastered. You can practice miracles. You can practice deliverance. You can practice prophecy. You can do that. But because people don't have mastery of their spirit, they think it's about somebody pouring some oil on you. Yet Paul is telling his son Timothy, saying, Stir up the gift in you that was given to you by the laying of hands. Mm. So you can stir it up. If you can stir it up, how do you stir up something? Using it. Mm. Listen. Read the word of God. Commit to yourself. I'll read a chapter or two chapters every single day. Even if I don't understand, I will read through. And the biggest advice I'll give somebody is this. Read the word of God out loud, like you're mm. talking to yourself. Scripture was not meant to be read, read silently. Mm, yes. Because every time you're speaking the word, you're releasing something in the atmosphere. Mm. You are changing the atmosphere that you're in. I think we've given enough for today. 
Tomorrow we'll do another one. We'll do part three. Part three, three we'll talk about prayer. Mm. What is praying in the spirit? Come on. It will be deep tomorrow. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person that is watching. As I stretch my hand, O oh Lord, cause them to enter into a greater understanding. Cause them to enter into a greater place of knowing. Father, cause them to have strength to pursue you and to seek after you. Let your word enter them. Let your word become part of them. As they read, let something in them be changed continually. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that they will grow to another dimension by reason of this teaching. Father, cause them to be doers of the word, not just hearers. I thank you that this is done in their lives. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Guys, continue to subscribe on Facebook, uh, Prophet Lovi, on my Instagram, Prophet Lovi, on my YouTube, Prophet Lovi. Subscribe and God will bless you and so many people will be blessed by it. God bless you. I love you and Jesus loves you more. Blessings to everybody. Amen and amen. on your shirt. The Lord said me your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah. What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where's my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you and I'm trying to understand why when I looked at you I saw her when I saw her I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Divorce. Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Yeah. Kenny, Ogba, Ogaga. Kenny. Ogba, Ogaga. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Prophesy. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! 
you had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the, in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? You know one thing about you, you are real. <laughs> Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande. Provein den kishta agosta alova kalamande le pronde ligista. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will touch you wherever you are. I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer. I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kiase. Mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia. La clariosto fradeike le kishta avuka talamande. Laisti constelestain glory fantelino. Mevretita atuva kashuka prave dia amande. Langa tita labra de liga oka pavake tila mande le pronde vikate. Zila kusha, mevrafia azufeke, kinkarabasonte le keya azuke prade kishta amande le kushta. Pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare, makusha arade dia azaka talabante. Monde le kashte iza azuva, meria azuka dalamande karabatoshte, kapro soto lomande le kashte azuka ramande, mavo, mavo, mavo. I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God. To be a shield for your family. 
to be a defender of your family. Let it be so now, in Jesus' mighty name.